Hello and welcome to After Office Hours, a sociology podcast hosted by two undergraduate students at the University of Massachusetts Amherst. This interview was recorded on September 12th, 2020. Hello everyone, um, welcome to our podcast. Um, this is not the first episode, but definitely the first where we are kind of building into our fuller image. Um, so my name is Sienna, I am one of the co-hosts. And I'm Isabel, I am the other co-host. Pretty much for today, um, this the plan for this podcast is to just kind of give an introduction as to who we are, what we're doing with this, what our goals are for the podcast, as well as a little context behind it, talking about what the current situation is with the podcast and how this all works, um, and then just go over our plans for the semester. Um, so big, big goals for this podcast, uh, we can say. Uh, but yeah, I'm actually going to have Isabel start us off, um, put you on the spot here. So basically, I guess the big question is, who are you? Um, like, what are you studying? What are you interested in? Um, what do you do in general? Yeah, yeah. Tell me about yourself. <laughs> oh, I'd be happy to. Okay, so I'm Isabel. I'm a junior at UMass now. My major is sociology and I have a minor in education. And I currently have the goal of going to grad school for sociology. And what I'm most interested in doing at UMass, I do undergraduate research, mostly qualitative stuff. Um, and this past summer, I was able to do some independent research, primarily looking at K through 12 educational inequalities and issues of Latin American immigration. So those are my research interests. But outside of that, I am a peer advisor in the sociology department. So I'm a bit involved in the department. Um, in my free time, I like to bake. I also like to bike, um, dabble in hiking as of recent. Out here in Western Mass, there's some good opportunities. Um, oh yeah, my pronouns are she, her, hers. I think that's important to put out there. Um, yeah, is there anything else, Sienna, you think I should throw out there? I think that was a great cover. I Yeah, I feel like you gave a good full image of yourself and obviously you, we'll get to know more as this goes on. Yeah. Okay, Sienna, now I want to hear more about you. <laughs> I always hate it when it gets thrown back on me, but uh, my name is Sienna. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I am a senior at UMass studying communication and sociology. Um, I am interested in a whole bunch of things. I actually have never been involved with a research project here at UMass. Um, so just giving you some perspective on that. And currently I'm taking a sociology course with Professor Millie Thayer about social movements. And that's really been a point of interest for me as of late, um, especially in the context of COVID-19 and how we're able to carry on social movements when we are socially distancing or when the world is falling apart, lots of different things. Um, other things I'm involved with are, I'm part of our campus radio station, WMUA Amherst. Uh, unfortunately, we obviously aren't operating right now, but if you can tell, I still kind of have my radio voice on. Um, yeah, oh, and I've also been involved with residential life for the past year, and over the summer, I worked my second year of new students orientation, helping the new students adapt to what this new semester will be, and I am still working on that throughout the semester. So, to move on, um, 
we would I would really like to address what the background of this podcast is, how it kind of all began. Um, so I'm gonna pass it off to Isabel to hop in on this one. We'll both we'll both contribute then. Yeah. So in the spring of 2020, Sienna and I met in a sociology class called Public Sociology, which was taught by Sanjeev Gupta. And in that class, we basically it's self-explanatory. We talked about public sociology, different mechanisms of com- of communicating your research in accessible ways for different audiences, how to gauge what audience you want to gear your work towards, things like that. And the final project for that class was a collective podcast. So a bunch of people in the class talked with a UMass professor or talked with a grad student or someone that they were interested in and they recorded their conversation and then we put it up into a collective podcast. And that is the basis that Sienna and I are going off of now. So we each recorded interviews and after the semester was over, we were just really excited about the project and didn't want it to end. So the two of us decided to carry it on into this semester. And we definitely wanna give a big shout out to Professor Gupta for helping us launch this off and starting the project and mentoring us through the beginning of it. and. Yeah. Is there anything else, Sienna? I'd also like to give a shout out to two other individuals from the class, Taha and Pat, who both actually contributed their podcast to this overall project as well. Shout out to everyone else who's been able to contribute to this project. Um, It's definitely been quite an ongoing ordeal. We were hoping to produce more over the summer, but unfortunately it's been a bit stressful. So Fingers crossed the semester does play out. I know I'm a little bit, I'm offering up my pessimism right now. Um, oh, hey, it's, it's warranted. We're in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> um, but yes, very much shout out to Sanjeev um, for kind of helping dream of this project. And I know he also has his own podcast, um, which we will link to somewhere on our page as well. Um, once we figure out how to use the website. Yeah, uh, sure, for sure. So now should we talk about each of our like goals? Should we do like a collective? I don't know. Should we each just talk a bit about our goals? Because I feel like they do differ a bit. It would like, it could yeah. be special. Um, so to continue on from that, uh, we would also like to kind of go over the goals and expectations that we've set for the podcast. We had some kind of different ones during the semester when we first began. So initially, um, the podcast was always meant to display public sociology. So we were meeting with other either professors or students at UMass and getting either like looking at their research and asking them questions about it or just kind of interpreting um, some of their experiences and giving them a platform to share those. And while we do still definitely have some of the same goals and we are very big fans of public sociology. We also just kind of wanted to reaffirm where our certain perspectives are coming from and how they might shift the goals of the current podcast a little bit. Um, So I'm going to pass it off to Isabel um, for our first, I don't know, description. So what are your goals and expectations for this podcast? Yeah, okay. I think you put it really well because I do think that last spring when this was all starting it was a bit different and especially since the pandemic has started i've realized one goal for this i think would be to try and connect the umass sociology department and umass sociology students when we're not all together so allowing people to get to know each other professors to talk with students students to even talk back and 
create a space where this dialogue is going on even when we're not at UMass. So that's just sort of like a side goal that came from COVID. But my larger, I think, goals are really to sort of inject a little bit of sociological imagination into everyone. I just, when I came to school, <clears throat> I wasn't a sociology major. I was a comm major like Sienna, but I switched to sociology really having no idea what it even was. I had not heard of sociology. I had no idea what sociologists study. I just thought it sounded interesting. But my goal for this is that everyone that listens to it will start to think a bit more like a sociologist because since I've started to take sociology classes and read more, I've just found that the way that I'm thinking about social issues, about my own life, about my relationships has really just been enhanced. And I want people out there to be thinking like sociologists too, because I think that there is just so much value. It can be so liberating and just so rewarding to think like a sociologist. So that's my goal. Um, but fully, uh, <laughs> no, I was just going to say that I fully agree on that. I think every time people try to ask me like, well, basically, when I joined the major, I really had no idea what it was. Um, I had gone to my advising session at orientation, and I had this fifth-year animation major trying to get me into, like, a social and behavioral science course, and I was, like, immediately drawn in. I was like, oh, wow, okay, sociology sounds interesting. Um, and I loved my first class, loved everything about it, ended up choosing to be in the major, but uh, people have asked me over the years, like, so what is sociology? What does that mean? And I always kind of struggle to describe it a little bit, but the best way that I've been able to put it is just saying the word structures. Like, mm -hmm. you know, psychology, you're kind of looking at, like, the impacts of things on the psyche, on people's internal experiences. And there's a bit of psychology in sociology. There's, you know, economics. It's really an all-encompassing major, but you're looking at how larger structures affect individuals, affect groups, um, affect institutions, how institutions play down on everyone else. So it's very, it's just this very broad, but fully understanding major. And that's, I think what's so important, especially right now, if we're taking into the context of our current times, that you do need to be able to analyze what's going on in the world from the perspective of structures. Uh, so yes, I, I thought that was a fantastic answer, yes. Yeah, it's, especially now, it's so important to think about structural impacts. And I feel like almost there has been an injection of public sociology just since COVID. People are starting to realize that structural racism isn't new, you know, like this, these things have, these things are embedded in our structures, but COVID has really just exacerbated these inequalities, like a lot of people have been saying. So definitely. And I love that you brought in the psychology comparison, because every time I say I'm a sociology major, that people are like, oh, like psychology, like you just study like people. I'm like, well, like sort of like I study people, right, but there's just so much more to it. And this is like a sort of analogy that I've used with Sienna and other people just to explain, I feel like when people are in situations, thrown into situations, they're often thinking about the psychology of the situation. They're like, this person's experiencing this, that's why they're acting this way, you know, like psychological thinking, however, like streamline or whatever is pretty like dominant, you know, people know how to think like psychologists, you know, but people don't think like sociologists, you know, like people aren't thinking when they're in a situation, like what structures are impacting the way that I'm acting. And I do think that these conversations are starting to happen a bit more, but not in the same capacity as, you know, the way we think about other things. So that 
is a way that I think I sort of sum up like how I feel about it. Like I just want, when you're in a situation, think like a sociologist and it can be so healing and just so liberating, so. FYI, she did win the C. Wright Mills uh, Sociological Imagination Award this past year um, for her essay on sociological imagination. So <laughs> if that gives you a little more context. Oh. But yeah, so I'm going to hop in quickly. I think my goals definitely align with yours. I, coming from the perspective of radio and being able to reach out to different groups of people and finding different ways to do that, especially as a communication major, like wanting to know how to reach people, how to disseminate information, things like that. That's where I find public sociology being super important. And I think that's kind of my aim for this is being able to make research more accessible and share it with other people. And when we talk about accessibility, I think it operates in many different forms. It's having the time to do these long readings of things <laughs> written by professors or academics, um, scientists, but also being able to um, even access these things. So being able, having them, the money or the resources, a computer, whatever. Um, I've, there are a lot of gatekeeping factors that obviously prevent people from having knowledge that really should be shared. And I think that at UMass, we have so many great resources just within our sociology department alone. We have living resources um, and it's our professors who are always ready to talk to us. I know every time I go to a new class, my professor's like, please come into my office hours, even if it's just to talk to me for 15 minutes, I don't care. And I think that's something that's just so nice and reaffirming is A, to know that you have people who are available and want to talk to you, um, and B, to know that they have knowledge and if you want to ask them questions, they're there and they're ready. Mm -hmm. So yeah, with this podcast, I, I've always liked talking to my professors, but I also have a ton of social anxiety, so I'm not usually inclined to go out of my way um, to speak to people, especially professors. Um, and so with this, yeah, I'm, I am hoping to kind of bridge that gap between maybe other students who are looking to get information or just to learn about new things from the resources that we have at UMass Amherst right now. Mm -hmm. No, I definitely agree. And I can't emphasize enough the like breaking down that sort of like not totally breaking down the hierarchy because there is a level like there's there are discrepancies in expertise, of course, but it's like. I can't tell you the amount of times that like a professor has said something so interesting that I would love to learn more about or talk to them further about, but just, I mean, I'm too scared. I'm too scared to go to their office hours. And that's why this is after office hours. You know, we're going to continue these conversations when you're out of the office hours and have these conversations without hopefully without immense intimidation and, you know, making them accessible and just making it so that I was going to say, when you're walking to class, you can just listen, but now there's no walking to class. There's clicking on a link and getting to class, but um, same idea, you know, just making these conversations more accessible. Absolutely. And I would love to add into that, that I, oh, geez, I'm forgetting. <laughs> I'm sorry, my housemate's like talking and I am afraid of how it's going to pick up on the audio. Can you hear that? Okay, hang on, I'll be right back.
Okay, should be good. Um, all right, what was I saying? What were you saying? Can you remind me? Oh, I was talking about making these conversations accessible. Um, like you can walk to class, quote unquote, and right. listen to these conversations. Um, breaking down the hierarchy, you know, even though there is like, there are differences in intelligence, you know. And I'd also really like to add into that, that I am still afraid of talking to my professors, even in this capacity where we're the ones doing the interviewing and asking the questions. And I think that's another fear that we kind of need to remove, which is that it's okay to misinterpret other people's research. It's okay not to fully understand and to want to ask clarifying questions. Um, and so I'm coming into this with like fully just like, I am ready to screw up. I am ready to learn. Um, and I'm really just excited to see how this plays out. But, but yeah, I wanted to reiterate, this is a, <laughs> this is definitely going to be a zone that has mistakes in it. Um, and we're going to figure that out along the way. Yeah, hundred percent. I love that you bring that up because it's so true. Like we couldn't sit here and act like we're not afraid to be talking to these professors and not challenging their research, but like pushing to hear more. It's definitely a scary thing, but I think it's important work to break down those barriers and really be able to, like you say, we have these resources literally right here. It's like, why not talk to all these people and learn so much and learn about their expertise? So I totally agree. Um, now, do you think it's a little important if we give some context to what's going on right now? How are we doing this because of what's going on right now? Just like how we think this is all going to play out? Yes, absolutely. I'm game. Um, so initially when we started off the class, actually, we were meant to record all of our interviews in person. So we were supposed to pick an individual to interview and sit down. Sanjeev even mentioned like you know, going to specific areas in the library or in um, Thompson and going to like an open room that didn't have any windows. That way we wouldn't have any interference with the audio. Uh, obviously campus is shut down. We do not have that luxury. We are not trying to meet in person. Uh, so the plan for the semester is pretty much that we will be recording exclusively uh, over Zoom meetings. Isabel, if you'd like to bring up any of the audio, because I think you have a little more audio experience than I do. Oh, not a ton. I'm definitely still a novice. But yeah, all I'll say is that managing Zoom audio isn't easy in that, like Sienna was saying, like this isn't going to be perfect. Like there are going to be times where the audio cuts out and it just leaves like a bit of the interview like unsalvageable. And like that's okay because you know, that's just what we're working with right now. You can only work with what's in front of you and what's going on right now. So that's okay. But yeah, like Sienna said, all the interviews will be on Zoom, um, just recording them that way. Then we'll edit, upload that whole thing. But yeah, trying to stay safe out here like everyone should be. So um, keeping this all remote. Awesome. Yep, that was perfect explanation right there. Um, I'm so sad because I feel like I've also been having a lot of like difficulty like reading people over Zoom, I will say. Um, but I think it also kind of offers us a really cool opportunity, which is that we aren't limited by like trying to meet in certain spaces, trying to figure out the perfect things. We've just kind of accepted that this is going to be imperfect and that's okay. Um, and that we are still able to access all these resources. I know so many professors are offering time over Zoom to meet like with their students. Um, and so kind of having that ability to be like, yeah, I'm just gonna interview you from my bedroom. And that's what we're doing today. 
um, I think we're definitely working with it, but definitely also recognizing like the privilege that comes with being able to have this access right now, um, having a mediocre Wi-Fi connection, uh, things like that. Yeah, 100%. It's so important to highlight that. I totally agree. Okay, so continuing, I would also, or we also plan to address uh, what our plans for the semester for this podcast would be. I would definitely say it's changing as we go, but right now, Isabel and I do have a couple of ideas, uh, some some potential plans if, if you want to hop in. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I don't want to spoil too much, but um, <laughs> very, very preliminary plans. Um, we're thinking of, of course, like we've been seeing, talking to professors, but also having conversations to Sienna and I, because sometimes we're just chatting about, I don't know, sociological things, non-sociological things, and we think that maybe they're decent conversations that other people would be interested in hearing. So conversations with the two of us and even talking to other students about how they're doing during COVID, how their experiences in the department during COVID, you know, to try and while we're also we have this bigger goal of public sociology and all that, making sure that our department, the students and the faculty are all still having these connections, like I was saying before. So, um, yeah, but more for our schedule. Um, I know that we talk about having a regular, however often it may be, posting or uploading regularly, um, but I feel like we'll be able to figure that out down the line, what that will specifically look like. You know, I'm just building off of what you said, I think um, that's another goal that we actually have for the semester, which is to bridge the gap between professor and student right now. So obviously we're trying to make um, academic research more accessible, especially to students, sociology students, uh, but as well, we also want professors to feel connected to students. Um, it's like the flip side. It's that when we aren't able to operate in person, we don't pick up on the same things. And it's not just the social cues. It's the ability to connect with each other and really, you know, even like have those passing conversations where you're like, how are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm not doing well at all. Let me tell you about it. Because I have done that with my professors. <laughs> um, but I think... We're, we definitely are losing that. A lot of people don't have their cameras on. When they do, they just want to be on mute the whole time. You're feeling kind of checked out. Um, and so hopefully being able to get other students in here, whether they're studying sociology, studying computer science, studying mechanical engineering, uh, just being able to pull in people that are ready or are willing to contribute something to kind of understand what the experience is right now, I think is definitely meaningful. And I know Isabel and I are also really looking forward to kind of finding our own articles, possibly from classes, um, and just being able to discuss those as well, because class discussions are so different right now, too. Uh, so definitely lots of different kind of, I don't know, angles that we're going for, different, I, I am fully assuming that the vibe of every interview is going to be a bit different. Um, so we're just going to have some fun with it. Yeah, it definitely, yeah, definitely won't be a uniform format. We'll keep you guys guessing. <laughs> I think it's exciting. I know, um, I'm excited too. Yeah, um, this is just reaching out. Please feel free to contact either one of us. 
Um, if you do, if you'd in, be interested um, in being interviewed for this show, if you've got some research that you want to share, if you're a student and you're just ready to talk, if you've got research that you want us to look at and we know nothing about and you don't want to come on the show, that's also totally fine. Yes. Um, we're here for it all. We're very open to whatever we're looking at. And we just, I think I, I'm speaking for both of us, but that we, we would both just like to learn from this. Mm -hmm. um, and to connect with new people and experience new things. Mm -hmm. As much as we can in the middle of a pandemic, right? This is the most I felt like outside of my bubble. <laughs> point. This is the most I'm getting out of it. I spend all my time in my room and then I'm on Zoom interviewing people, putting it all, putting myself together, putting myself out there. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, that is everything we have for today. Um, stay tuned. Hopefully we'll be able to get a new podcast up in the next couple of weeks. Um, mm -hmm. And in the meantime, we'll be around. We will be around. I think we'll have in the description of the podcast contact info, other fun stuff um, for you guys to check out if, like Sienna said, you want to reach out or anything. If you guys want to play Sudoku online with me, I don't know if it's possible. I'll find a link. Um, <laughs> we can play 2048. Oh my um, god, I forgot about that. I, <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> uh, Shout but, out to you know 2048. <laughs> <laughs> bad game. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll be around. Other than that, uh, this has been After Office Hours. After Office Hours official episode one, I'd say. Official episode one. That's big terms. Big terms right there. Big terms. Big terms. But we can take it.